0: Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast, where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. I am your host, and today I'm delighted to have a co-host, Stevie Raff. Stevie Raff is one of our our coaches with Windermere Coaching, and she also has uh, one of her clients, uh, Lisa Peterson, with us today. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how we uh, enhance client service, how we provide work-life balance, and just raise the level of professionalism with some of the things that Lisa has been doing. So, Stevie, I'm going to turn it over to you.
2: Awesome. Hey, Michael, thanks for having me. And thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us. Um, I absolutely love bringing on clients um, of Windermere Coaching that are just doing extraordinary things and are kind of willing to share and help other Windermere agents take their business to the next level and provide amazing service experience for their clients. So um, Lisa and I have been coaching for a while now, um, and she's doing some really unique things. So Lisa, I want to let you kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you. Hey, everybody. I'm
1: really excited to be on here today. I've been listening to this podcast forever since so it started. So it's really cool to actually be a guest on here for an episode. Um, I have been doing real estate for five years now. I got my license at the end of 2017. And I am an assistant manager for the Windermere Maple Valley's Four Corners office and have been there since we opened the office a couple years ago.
0: And I'll just interject real quickly. So I met you, I believe it was Vancouver, Washington, when you took Ninja, right?
1: Yeah, that was. That was my first Ninja. And that was just last year, actually. Um, And it was a super, I mean, just amazing experience for me. It's something i had been wanting to do since I joined real estate. Uh, Took me, you know, four years to finally get up and do it. But 100% worth it. Loved it.
0: That's awesome.
2: Awesome. So that's a great segue kind of into my first question, Lisa, as you have been through a Ninja, you're getting ready to go to your second Ninja actually next month. But I kind of want to know from your perspective how your business has changed from before Ninja and before coaching um, to after um, in regards to just consistency. um, How are the activities kind of helping you differentiate yourself?
1: Yeah. So like I said, you know, the Ninja installation was something that I'd been hearing about since I joined Windermere years ago and had heard it was amazing. You need to do this and had put it on my list of this is something I want to do at some point. Um, But, you know, it's sometimes it's hard, to, especially when you're a newer agent, to take that jump to invest in yourself. And spend that money to go do something, even though you're hearing the benefits of it, it can be a little scary at first. So I did put it off far longer than I should have. Um, But I finally, it was, I was looking at that installation coming to Vancouver, and I thought that was the perfect location for me. And I was kind of on the, oh, do I do it? Do I spend the money? Do I go? And I listened to a podcast that day and it was all about investing in yourself. And what do you do if you have that extra thousand dollars? What's the first thing you invest in? And the guest speaker said in yourself, in your education, in building your business, that's where you do it. If that's all you got, you throw it there. So I did and signed up for it, figured that was a sign that I should go. Um, And it was amazing for me. I mean so much so that I'm going again less than a year later. I'm signed up to go next month to another one because I loved it so much. And the number one takeaway from that installation for me was that I was far more on accident than I realized I was. Um, you know, I, my business was okay. I never felt like I was living up to my potential, but I was paying my bills. I was surviving. I wasn't starving. So I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, my clients really like me. Um, so I'm, I'm okay here, but I always felt like there was something missing. And I walked away from that installation, just realizing that I'm super, I was super on accident. I was getting clients and getting transactions just, because people liked me and I was good at winning them over, but not, I was never following a consistent process on things. There was all the different avenues um, as far as flow and marketing that I wasn't consistently following through. Um, and going there and realizing that really made me up my game on that and opened a lot of doors for me to do a lot of things that I had been thinking of doing but had never done. It also made me realize that I am not the type of person who can be allowed to be accountable for myself. Um, I think there are some of those people out there that you know are just great at it. They can keep themselves on track um, and are really good at sticking with it and being accountable to themselves. I am not, (laughs) I'm just not. And I had been hearing about coaching for years, but uh, I'd always like, oh, I don't want to spend the money on that. I mean, the coach is just there to like, make sure you do your activities every week. And I can do that. I can just make sure I do my activities every week. I don't need to pay somebody else to do that. But, uh, I realized after the installation, I'm like, damn, you've been doing this for four years and you do not keep yourself on track every week. You are not good at keeping yourself accountable. Why do you think that that is magically going to change overnight just because you think you can? And so I walked away from that realizing I need to hire someone else to be the boss of me. Basically, I need to have somebody else that I have to answer to every week. Who's in charge of me, and it just will keep me on track, and that changed everything for my business over this last year. It's a lot better because of that.
0: Awesome. Well, and that's. Can I say one thing? I will say, Lisa, you're you're in the majority. Um, You know, a lot of people think they can keep themselves on track, but what we find is that people who have somebody hold them accountable, whether it be a coach. Or an accountability partner, it's amazing on just the percentage of growth that they have above and beyond. And I think there's a lot of people out there that may be listening to our podcast right now. They're saying, oh, well, I've got this. I've got this. You don't know you've got it until you go get a coach or you get an accountability partner. And then you look at your growth and many times it's night and day. So um, so kudos to you for investing in yourself and also really realizing that about yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think that was a big thing. I uh, looked at myself really closely after that installation and like hey what am i good at what am i bad at though and was brutally honest with myself not in a way of wanting to beat myself up over it but just like hey if i'm brutally honest with what i suck at then i can fix it and i can come up with solutions for it um and so i had to be brutally honest with myself and just admit that you know what i'm not good at being accountable and being consistent and and what I did is I put a list of everything I'm not good at and everything I need to improve. And then next to that list, I put another column with solutions for each of those things. And the big solution that came up on several points was just having somebody to help me be accountable. Somebody to be accountable to was a big solution for several issues that I found that I need to fix.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us need to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's awesome. I love that, Lisa. And you've done an amazing job of kind of being willing to be coachable and to kind of allow us to um, guide you. So that's awesome. Um, So that kind of brings us into the theme of this podcast is talking about the power of being great over good. Like good is just not good enough. Um, And finding ways to be great and to really differentiate ourselves in this business is so incredibly important, especially considering the shifts that we've seen in the market um, and how kind of powerful that is in generating business and continuing business on a consistent level. So, Lisa, um, I really want to talk about how how are you currently doing that? How are you currently providing value for your clients that's different from other agents in the market? And how are you continuing... Um, to be able to do that, even with the shifts in the market and kind of even with, you know, all the moving parts of what we're currently experiencing.
1: Yeah, so I've got, I it's my kind of quarterly, I mean, aside from the weekly activities that I do, a lot of the ninja activities, I've got a quarterly marketing or flow plan that I really love and i want to preface this because i i talk to new agents and i coach them all the time or mentor them and i they'll ask me what i'm doing and i start listing everything i'm doing and they get overwhelmed cuz like that's so much i can't where do i start and they just kind of give up on it and i i know that cuz i felt like that too when i was newer i do a lot but I started with one thing, one thing I really liked and was excited and passionate about. And then I worked up from there. So don't listen to all this and go, Oh God, I got to do all these things. You don't have to um, just start one place and work up from there. Uh, but now I do all kinds of fun things. I do a quarterly event that uh, I invite everybody in my sphere to. It's a great way to get everybody I know out to make phone calls to everybody I know. And then I usually um, add that event. It's so I grew up with family who are all small business owners. Um, I am myself a small business owner and so small businesses are really important to me. So I do, it's called a quarterly small business spotlight event where I find a business in the area that's maybe newer or has a new location or they're a little slow cause people don't, maybe they're off the beaten path. people don't know about them. And I set up a day and I call everybody I know to get them out to this business. I buy everybody a drink or a, you know, a, Appetizer while they're there, just to get everyone out to create some word of mouth for the business. And then I started adding an element too where I find a local charity who wants to come partner and be a part of it too. So it's like a small business spotlight and charity fundraising event. And so I do every quarter uh, one of these events, and they've been a huge hit with everybody I know. Everyone loves it. I get an amazing turnout. I remember because um, whenever you're starting something else, it's normal to be insecure about it. And so At the beginning, I remember being so scared that nobody was going to show up, but I have anywhere from 40 to 80 people show up to these events, which astounds me every time because you always just doubt yourself and that anyone wants to come to something that you invite them to. But the turnout's been amazing. It's better and better each time as the word gets around and people start to realize that these are fun and they like to go to them. Um, they don't have to be complicated. You can make it super simple, but it's just a good reason to call everybody, you know, and it's for a good cause. So I love doing them. It adds a lot of value. Um, The feedback is always really fantastic. So that's one of the things I do. I do other things too, you know, um, monthly educational mailers to everybody I know. I do uh, pop buys once a quarter too. Um, And you talked about with the market shifting right now and kind of how you add value, especially right now. And I actually just kind of did a little speech about this in my office a couple of weeks ago, but what I made my first quarter goal, just kind of overall with everything I do for this year was education for everyone I know. Cause I think the number one issue that we have right now is just uncertainty with everybody. Uh, they're hearing all kinds of different things. Agents are, and just, you know, uh, everybody in the market, people who live in the area, they are they don't know what's going on. And so I really made it my goal this first quarter to educate everyone I can. And that's through, I do two mailers a month, and I try to make at least one of them an educational one where they can get some actual truth on what's going on right now. And I'm not trying to like silver line everything and say, oh, you got to buy right now. Now I'm just facts, giving them facts, making them realize that, um, It is possible if they are wanting to make a change. It is possible right now. It's not impossible, but just giving everybody information, real information about what's going on from a trusted source. Uh, Doing an email newsletter that I just started a few months ago. So I'm doing that every other month. Um, And then the number one thing is just conversations with people. So I do my phone calls, but I found that with the phone calls, you know, you can get a little into what's going on with their life and asking some forward questions. And it might be a little surface depending on how well you know the person. But I've started really making an effort to take people out to lunch or coffee or happy hour, Uh, maybe people I haven't talked to in a while. And I'm trying to do two or three a week right now because I found if I can sit down with somebody for an hour. Um, it'll go from that really surface conversation to a really deeper conversation where we can really get into things and talk about what their pain and pleasure in life is right now, what's going on with them. And they can really ask me the real questions about what they're hearing versus what is reality. And I'm getting so much more value from those. So it sounds like a lot, two or three a week, but you know, it's something fun and enjoyable. Like it's a good way to spend your time and I feel like the value return I'm getting from that is a lot stronger than from the other things. So that's what I'm trying to do right now: is those, th- all those things to educate, but have conversations most of all.
2: I think that's a such an incredible and important piece too. Is finding ways to still provide value to your clients, and a big part of that is educating and making sure that your clients are making informed decisions about real estate, whether they're buying or selling or investing. Um, so that that's a really, really important component. Um, And you are really great at building relationships with your clients and people that you're in flow with and really creating a trusting relationship there. But you're also really great at this concept of like surprise and delight and like winning before you get there. And I wanna talk a little bit about that because you are doing something really unique that I don't know of any other agents in our industry that are currently doing. um, And that is creating this relationship prior to even meeting with potential clients. Will you tell us a little bit more about kind of some of the things that you're doing?
1: Yeah. So, uh, one of the things I started, well, the beginning of it was just getting an amazing, beautiful and informative buyer and seller guide together. That's kind of where it started. You know, I'd had generic ones. I'd had our office one that I just customized to me, but I wanted something that just looked gorgeous, like something you could almost keep on your coffee table Um, that had a lot of information in it and a ton of value and, uh, just looked very professional. And so I started there. I put a lot of time into making these beautiful, they look like magazines, um, and they're my buyer and seller guides. And from there it kind of expanded. And so I started taking that and then I wanted to just be able to deliver those to people, Um, whether it was somebody before I was going to meet with them for their initial listing appointment, or I was getting people that were in my sphere that had told me, Oh, Hey, one of my neighbors, I don't know them very well, but they put up a for sale by owner sign in front of their house. And I think you should talk. So I was getting these like cold leads that weren't really referrals. And I wanted to be able to deliver those guides to those people. Um, and a kind of an intro to myself, but add value to it. And so what I started doing where I call them my new client welcome package. I got these custom boxes and they're made here in Washington. And it's like the size of a shoebox. It has my logo on the front. When it shows up on your porch, it looks really, really pretty. It's just this pretty box. It's on your doormat and it says Lisa Peterson real estate on the front of it. And it looks great. And when they open it, uh, there's a welcome letter kind of up in the top flap that shows first. It just kind of explains especially for these ones where I'm doing, I call them my cold call drop-offs, kind of explains who I am and why the hell this is on their porch. Um, And then underneath that, inside the box, there's my guide. So buyer or seller, depending on what their plan is or both. And then when they lift that up underneath, there's some little goodies for them. Um, And I always tell people, hey, I'm giving you all this homework, this book of information to study. I want you to have some snacks while you're doing it. And so I buy just PNW, Uh, different snacks, a mix of uh, different things, you know, sweet and savory, and then maybe some other little goodies in there. And they're not very expensive, because I buy them in bulk online. Um, But just the amount of like, wow factor, and surprise, and everybody likes being treated special and being made to feel special. And so it's such a huge win um when people get that I've had several people where it like I said it was a cold call drop off you know I just kind of gotten word through the grapevine this person might want to sell their house and I went by they weren't home so I left it on their porch and they called me or emailed me the next day and said hey let's meet this is amazing I've never didn't even know agents did this never heard of this in my life you look like you really know what you're doing this is wonderful i would love to meet with you and talk about selling our house in the next few months um and so yeah they've been a huge added value that i kind of just it was one of those things too i always tell new agents when i show them these boxes at our office they're always kind of intimidated like oh man i gotta do this and i gotta make this seller guide and i gotta order these custom boxes and then i gotta find the stuff to put it and you know what it didn't look like that when i started when i first got the idea um, my buyer and seller guide was just a uh, loose leaf pages that I got these binders from Office Max that I put in and the boxes I bought from Target, I think, and I just filled them with whatever I could find that was, I thought was cute. So it, at first they were kind of janky, <laughs> um, compared to what they look like now, but it didn't matter. Uh, everybody loved it. The feedback was fantastic. It still got me, um, the new clients and that gave me opportunities and I perfected it over time. And they're, they're great now. They're not perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but you know, I can see still, still keep perfecting them over time. Um, but yeah, they've been huge for my business. I, I lost track of how many transactions I've had probably just because of those things.
2: I think they've been super impactful and, you know, kind of in our conversation. So I guess I just have to like brag about you for a second, because when we did business planning, um, here just in December, we talked about your ratio of of listing appointments to listings that you actually took. What is that, Lisa? Uh, I've
1: only ever lost one um, in the last few years of doing listings. So it's been good. And I know why I lost that one. It was a nice little wake up call for me too. I take full responsibility for that one. Um, But yeah, I've only ever lost one just because of the value that I show and that I bring. And then having the, I also go through the full listing process from the Ninja listing process. And that's really upped my game too, which I introduced okay. after I lost that one. Can I, yeah,
0: can, I interject, I love that. can I interject one thing here too? I think the other piece for our listeners that are listening, a lot of people think, well, you know, I've got to do all that, but I know these people, they know me really well. And, you know, I really have to do all this stuff. And I think the other piece that we miss out on that we don't think about is is the getting a listing is amazing and that's a great job that you do that but I gotta I gotta believe that also you now have a fabled story told about you from your clients who start telling other people and because of that activity that you have it turns into a lot of referral business because they're like oh my gosh you've got to work with Lisa you won't believe what she does and so you actually are creating this level of value because you know most people do what's expected or less and you're going above and beyond which is a very small percentage so um, I gotta believe that's also generating more referral business for you as well
1: yeah absolutely well because anytime you refer someone to a friend you're kind of putting yourself out there and putting your neck out there a little bit and if they hate it and have a bad experience you're going to hear about it you're going to feel bad so people want to refer when they know that they're gonna oh my the next time they talk to their friend like oh my god thank so much for sending lisa our way she's been amazing we love her um, and that makes them feel good and makes them want to do it. So if you don't give them the sense that they're going to get that return on the referral to their friend, they're just going to be um, like you said. They'll use you, but they probably won't recommend you to someone.
0: Right.
2: Awesome. So, Lisa, my next question is: um, with some of the shifts that we've seen in the market, too, and and doing in doing our business planning. It's more important than ever for us to be able to be willing to reinvent our business anytime, Um, whether uh, it's because of the market, whether it's because something that we're not doing or something that we are doing is just not working for us. How are you currently kind of reinventing your business um, in a way that kind of helps you serve your clients better? So I think... I
1: mean, I love the things I've been doing. We've talked about this when we were going over business planning, you know, what what I was going to change this year. I love all the things I'm doing to add value um, and I'm wanting to continue them. If anything, I think what the market needs right now is even more value. So I'm trying to be, not only do the things I've been doing, but just up them up, you know, up my game a little bit, be more consistent and bring even more value to everybody Like I said, I think that educational part is huge right now. Um, There's so many people in this market that, you know, they're stuck. They want to make a change. They're not happy where they are for one reason or another. And they're... Maybe they wanted to make a change a year ago and they didn't think they could do it because they were hearing horror stories about multiple offers and having to bring all this cash to the table. And now they're hearing horror stories that they can't make a change because interest rates make that impossible. Um, And so that education is huge right now for everybody and for myself too, I'm upping my education level, uh, learning more every day, not just about real estate, um, but I've really started deep diving more into uh, other markets and the economy in general, and just knowing more in depth on how everything kind of flows down into each other and affects everything so that I can be a better source for people who have questions for me. I mean, I'm not gonna be a their in, you know, uh, investment person for other things at any time soon. Like that's not what I'm trying for, but I just want to be more knowledgeable about everything that's going on that affects real estate at the end of the day and kind of trickles down to us. Um, so I think all of those things are super important right now. It's just uh, more education for you and for everyone, you know, is a huge value to everybody. And then the things I do, as far as, you know, when you do get um, people that want to make a move and decide to make a move, if they don't already have somebody who's that one person, that one agent for them, maybe they know a few people. I think they're going to be, because they're kind of nervous right now, there's going to be more interviewing. They're going to want to talk to more options and not just that one agent who's been mailing them stuff. Um, They're going to want to reach out and talk to a few people because they're scared. So they want to make sure they have somebody who's really knowledgeable. So I think if you're in a market where there's a little more competition, um, having more knowledge and being able to add more value and show that you do more things, not just um, your ability as a real estate agent, but that working with me, you kind of trickles down into adding more value in the community, like with my events, things like that. I'm upping those too, because people care about those things. You know, they might have two agents they talk to and they know, and they're both good agents who are knowledgeable, but they know that one agent is great because they give back to their community and they do these things for their clients and they have other value other than just their abilities. And that might be the tipping point for them too, when they're making that decision. So we just have to up our game and be better. Uh, with the value, with the market, the way it is right now.
2: Totally. Yeah. Well, and I think one other thing that I get asked a lot just in coaching, and I think is kind of top of mind for a lot of agents is not only kind of winning before you arrive, but how are you articulating your value when you're actually in front of clients? Um, How do you build trust from the get go? And I know a lot of that comes down to education as well, and kind of, you know, investing in yourself, but what are some other ways that you're able to do that?
1: Yeah, so like for one, if before you even get to that point where you're needing to build that up, if you're doing all the things, all the flow and you're being consistent about it up until that moment, you've already built so much trust uh, before you even get to the table in front of somebody. Um, and then once I'm there, just being consistent with the process, you know, if I'm meeting with a listing potential client, I've got the whole listing process I'm going through every time. From beginning to end, and they feel like I am listening to them. They feel like I really understand what their exact needs are, and that I'm really wanting to help them specifically, not just a random person sell their home, but I'm kind of deep diving into what's most important to them in this sale, you know, what they would like most from me. So that's adding a lot of value. And then showing them the different things I do, you know, even if it is a new client who doesn't have experience with me in the past and doesn't know, but I, I have the newsletters. I immediately sign everybody up for these things, so they're seeing the value that I have with my um, business, not just in that one meeting with them, but kind of everything I also I do too. Um, having you know my different uh, like my package and everything beforehand shows value. So all of those things combined put me in a place that it's I don't have a lot of issues where I have to verbalize my value to them because I show it to them through a lot of different ways I uh, it very rarely comes up that I have to verbalize hey here's what I offer and here's why you have to why you're going to pay me this amount um I also do uh like I have this is something that you had me do a few months ago I put together my um like value wedge page for 2022 20, and showed that. And I also kind of combined it into a flyer of like, hey, here's the best way to sell your house in a more balanced market and put that together. And that's been huge. I had that, a listing appointment last week and brought that with me along to the, with my CMA. And they loved that. They thought that was really interesting. Um, so all those things, I think, just really show your value. And you can do so many things where you don't have to actually have that awkward conversation where you have to verbalize exactly what your value is because you've already shown it in so many ways.
2: I think that's a huge deal. I think that, you know, a lot of us as agents have that fear of going into a listing appointment or even a, you know, consultation with a buyer and that question coming up, right? And and maybe trying to figure out ways that we can help articulate that. But I love what you said is you shouldn't have to do that as much when you really are providing value up front um, and really yeah. creating that relationship of trust before you even arrive. So I think that that idea is really powerful. And I know that that's, Um, been a cornerstone in your business and has allowed you to, like I said, build those relationships before you even meet them. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's really impactful.
1: Yeah. Like that conversation hardly ever comes up for me as far as like price objections. Um, It's pretty rare that I actually have that conversation because if it's somebody that's already in my sphere, they know my value. Um, so it doesn't even come up. They're just excited to work with me and they don't care what it costs. Um, before I even meet with somebody, they get my seller guide and it has a page in it where I explain, you know, here is what I charge. Well, the whole thing explains my value from front to back, but then I do have a specific page in there that goes over commission and what I cover out of my commission and what I do charge to sell a home and where that money does go. And so by the time I actually meet with them in person, they've already read through it. They understand what my fee is and they're okay with it. So we don't ever have that. I hardly ever get the awkward conversation. where, like, well, how much do you charge? Okay, but why? And this other agent said they would discount. So why don't you discount? It just doesn't come up most of the time for me because I've already addressed it in so many ways before I even get there.
2: Well, I think that's a big deal. I think no consumer enjoys having surprises at the table, right? Like being able to provide them Information and education, you know, before you even get there, I think is really impactful. So, sorry about that, Michael. What was that?
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say I I think um, my takeaways from listening to Lisa is a couple things. One is you, number one, you believed in yourself enough to invest in yourself to develop processes and systems so you can have consistency with your clients. And then you decided that you're going to be so great, you can't be denied by creating memorable uh, content and uh, products and um, items that you provide to your client. And then the knowledge that you have. Because I think that the the biggest thing that I, the takeaway I heard is, you know, when people, when people start asking about discounts or wanting discounts, most of the time people are doing that because number one, they don't perceive the value and they feel like, well, you know what, if I'm not going to get the best service and can I get a discount? And I think that uh, mm-hmm. a lesson that a lot of people can learn from listening to this podcast and listening to you is that if you if you run your systems, run your process, you believe in yourself, and you have great tools, um, it's very very rare that you get uh, commission objections. And I think even the studies show that most of the commission objections that occur in real estate are created by the real estate agent, not by the client. and that they're created by uh, real estate agents just doing less, you know, doing what's expected or less, and not really showing up and being highly professional. So kudos to you. Uh, for doing that. And, um, and I know that you said you're an assistant manager position. So I got to believe that you're helping other agents in your office kind of learn how to take that same value and apply it to their business.
1: Yeah. So I love mentoring and helping new agents um, and just kind of going over all of these things that I do with them. The big thing that I tell new agents, um, because it took me a while to learn it myself too, is that I really believe that there's no one right way to be successful as a real estate agent i mean there are different tenants and things that we believe in you know keeping in flow and giving value but there are a million different combinations of ways that you can do this i think it's really important to look out there look at all these ideas look at what other agents are doing and then find the things that you are excited about and feel passionate about and going for those instead of just trying to, hey, I've got this one agent that I work with and they're really successful and do a great job. So I'm just going to model my business after them. I really think it's important for new agents to find these different things and then find the ones that are they're most excited about and kind of uh, one at a time start adding things to their toolbox based on that.
0: Yeah. And then I think the other key to that is then standardize, right? Uh, turn it into a process. Cause I think that's the other challenge uh-huh. that in our industry, we kind of jump from shiny object to shiny object. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of lose consistency. And what I find is that when you get a consistent process in place and you do it well, it's amazing uh, what the outcome is. I mean, the airline industry is a great example of that. There's what, 3,500 planes that take off and land every day. They've kind of figured out a process to make it successful, you know? So yeah. Um, Good. Good job. Um, Stevie, you have any, anything else for Lisa? No,
2: that was the last question I had for Lisa. Lisa, I'm just grateful that you were willing to kind of come on and share with us. And cause everything that we do, you know, helps other agents figure out ways in their business to differentiate themselves and to give better service to their clients. So, so thank you. I'm just grateful for you and grateful to be your coach and grateful that you've kind of allowed me into your life and business. So,
0: well, and I, I want to say one thing, um, I want to thank you too, Lisa. And uh, I also know that you have like a big happening uh, this year for yourself.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am getting married.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. That's so awesome. That's so awesome.
1: March. I'm excited.
0: that's terrific. Well, and I, and I bring it up because um, the other thing I do know about you just from talking with Stevie and from the coaching that she does with you is that you have great work-life balance. And I think that's something else that, you know, when you have systems and processes and you're doing a great job, it's easier to have that work-life balance. So, um, and I know you go on some really fun vacations. Um, so I got to believe you got some fun things in addition to your wet, your wedding uh, planned for 2023.
1: Yeah, no, that's been, and that's the thing with Ninja. That's been huge for me is that work-life balance because before, I was not doing as much business, and I, my work-life balance was terrible, and it was making less money, um, but now, just in this last year especially, like, we were able to go on a couple of cool trips last fall, and we uh, were able to afford to have a wedding here in a couple months, and um, hoping to maybe start a family. And I'm going to have to even like up my work-life balance if I do that too. But I feel like now I've got the stuff in my toolbox with the consistency that I can do all of those things and still have a good life and still have a good career too.
0: That's awesome. Well, hey, Lisa, if people wanted to get a hold of you uh, to ask more questions about what you do, what's one of the best ways for them to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, my phone, Um, whether it's a call or a text, I'm happy to answer. I'm always have my phone with me and always answer every single phone call pretty much unless and I'm in the middle email. of a meeting. So
0: what is your number?
1: It's two, five, three, four, five, five, six, seven, six, nine. So feel free to call or text. And if that's, if it's emails easier, that's probably the second best option. And Which my is- email is my name, Lisa Peterson at com. So it's pretty easy. But yeah, those are the best way. And I'm always happy. I get new agents. Uh, after I did the ninja installation, I kind of talked about some of the things I did there and a couple of the new agents from the installation actually reached out to me afterwards and wanted to chat. We had long phone calls about, you know, kind of deep diving into this. I know we just very went over the surface and everything. So I'm always happy to help agents and go over the stuff I do and give them tips or ideas on all these things.
0: That's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to thank you for being on today. I also want to thank Stevie, uh, one of our coaches and, uh, for for one, coaching you, and two, uh, for being on the podcast and, and helping me host today. I really appreciate it. Thanks to, thanks to both of you. And uh, I also want to just say uh, for our listeners out there, if you found good content here, one of the things we do ask is that you share it. If you are uh, a real estate agent with Windermere and, you've just, and you just heard Lisa talk about the power of coaching and you want to start coaching, we do offer a coaching program through windermerecoaching.com. And then again, um, if you have ideas of things you want to hear from us on this podcast, or you want to be on our podcast, uh, you can reach out to me specifically at fanning at dot You can also reach out, uh, to Stevie, which is Stevie raff at gmail.com. And, uh, we're happy to talk to you about uh, getting you on the podcast or listening to the ideas that you have, where you have questions, then we can maybe find some people like people like Lisa that can uh, come on and talk about what they're doing. So again, we always end these podcasts uh, by saying be awesome and help somebody. And again, ladies, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thanks, Michael. Yay, thanks for having me.
0: All right, everybody, have a great day. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating and we'll always end our podcast by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day